Welcome to Weekly Homilies. Each week we present a homily by Father Mark Suslanko, pastor of the community of Saints Isidore and Maria in beautiful Glastonbury, Connecticut. These are introduced by myself, Jonathan Sozek, director of our community's Faith Formation Office. For more about Father Mark and the life of our community, please head over to isadoreandmaria.org. Today, we present Season 1, Episode 26 of this podcast. We'll hear Father Mark's homily from September 16th, 2018, the 24th Sunday in Ordinary Time, in Year B. The Gospel for this week is Mark, Chapter 8, Verses 27 to 35. Let's listen now to that reading, then hear Father Mark's response. A reading from the Gospel of Mark. Jesus and his disciples set out for the villages of Caesarea Philippi. Along the way, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that I am? They said in reply, John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others one of the prophets. And he asked them, But who do you say that I am? And Peter said to him in reply, You are the Christ. Then he warned them not to tell anyone about him. He began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer greatly and be rejected by the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed and rise after three days. He spoke this openly. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. At this he turned around, looking at his disciples, rebuked Peter, and said, Get behind me, Satan. You are thinking not as God does, but as human beings do. He summoned the crowd with his disciples and said to them, Whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake and that of the gospel will save it. The Gospel of the Lord. As people of faith... One of the things we often struggle with is the existence of suffering. And the reason we struggle with it so greatly is because our human reaction is to approach the topic purely with our minds, to engage reason in trying to get our hands around why someone who believes must then also suffer. For many, it almost seems to be an opposite issue. And we want to sometimes believe that if we're faithful enough, or if we say the right prayers and do the right things, that somehow suffering or evil is going to somehow sidestep us and turn its face somewhere else. That somehow God's going to intervene and relieve us of that we so greatly fear. But we realize that there's no magical solution to suffering. Even Peter and the disciples struggled with this whole idea that Jesus had to suffer. It didn't jive with how they thought about him 
what they heard coming from his lips and what they desired themselves. They too were approaching the topic from human reason. And we can never fully grasp the role of suffering if we do it only by that means. You know, one of the privileges that I've had as, in my years as a priest is to be able to walk with folks who have been asked to carry tremendous burdens. These are not the simple, ordinary burdens, but these are the big ones. The ones, as I look in the mirror at myself, I wonder if I could have as much courage and perseverance. These are folks who could easily become bitter, could easily turn their back on God and even give up. As I reflect on folks who have come along my way, one after the other has impressed me in ways that I was not really expecting. In the face of their burdens, they still found a reason for hope. In the face of their burdens, they still found joy. And as I looked one to the next to the next, I realized that there were some commonalities that were shared amongst them all. And it all starts with a firm belief in the crucified Christ, their faith in the path that Jesus was forced to trod resonated with their own cross that they were asked to bear. Clinging to that faith, they were able to then find the path to love. And the path to love brought them to God. And so even in the midst of the darkness that could easily sweep in, there was always a profound love in their heart, love for life, love for God, love for others, which then led them to do simple things in simple ways according to their ability, but nonetheless leaving a very profound mark. There are also people of deep prayer who realized if they were going to live through this experience, they needed to do so close to God. And it was through the gift of prayer that they were able to discover that relationship and cling to that presence which gave them hope. And even though some days, worse than others, they found themselves struggling with their own anxieties, their fears, their doubts, their disappointments, their frustrations, they would always come back to an embrace and an acceptance of the lot they were forced to carry. And in that embrace and in that acceptance, we're able to find some peace. You see, the suffering that humans 
have to endure in light of the gospel, if it's approached as a matter of the heart, if it's approached from a matter of our faith in God and Jesus Christ, is never a dead end. It's always an opportunity for growth, for change, for new possibilities, both in this life and most assuredly in the life to come. And this is true of those people who find themselves physically having to embrace a huge cross, or mentally, or spiritually, or even by choice, by choosing to go against the tide of society and take up that cross of the gospel, a lifestyle that can often bring us to a radical place of taking risks and facing the unpopular, and sometimes failing too. In all those cases, courage stands out amongst all of the virtues. And I don't know about you, but it's true of me. When I encounter these heroes, these tremendous people who face odds every moment of every day, who deal with things that I don't see myself having the strength to embrace, when I see people taking the risk to live a life out of conviction, I can only walk away humbled with a true sense of the smallness of the concerns that I make so great each day. So much of what makes us anxious, what even makes us angry, what preoccupies us and what seems so incredibly important pales in light of those folks who truly have to deal with the difficulties of life, and they do so following the way of the cross and the way of faith. May we learn a humble lesson by those who have gone before us with such courage. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.